apologies. Um, there's going to be a day we're going to have a studio and not squeaky chairs like that, but I'm pretty sure you guys might be able to hear it. <laughs> so I want to say thank you guys for coming on here. A lot is going on at the moment. Uh, Catherine, I'm excited to talk about this because this is serious stuff to inform uh, our listeners, right? Things that we can, you know, I want to encourage people to live their lives for the best, like, like be optimistic, expect the best, better days is to come, right? Like that's the way we should live our lives. We never should live in fear. However, there's a lot going on. <laughs> and with a lot going on, we also want to prepare for the worst. We want to make sure we're, we have everything we need to protect our families, to, practice, to protect ourselves, uh, getting mentally and physically strong and uh, just getting the things you need in case, you know, something happens, even if it's nothing um, catastrophic in the sense of like uh, w with the political stuff that's going on, natural disaster hits, you want to make sure you're okay, right? You know, we might have a really cold winter, which we'll get into that a little later. Uh, so it's the smart thing is just to be ready, just to be prepared. And it's crazy because... We have two topics we're going to discuss, and within the two topics, um, as we're talking before the podcast start, man, we heard we heard something pretty crazy, didn't we, Catherine? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what the hell is going on out there, dude? Even I was confused. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? Like this just came out of nowhere." Yeah, man. I was like, "Whoa!" So, guys, as you know, of course, there's a whole issue right now with, uh, you know, Ukraine and Russia a whole war. Um, apparently U.S. troops are now in Ukraine, um, just to, you know, check on all the stuff that we have provided them and all that, but it's probably more than that. Um, tensions with China have been, you know, rising more and more. And now, you know, I've heard things, we've always had issues with North Korea, right? That's never been a surprise. That's something that's always been on and off. So when Trump was in office, I feel like it was more lax then. As a matter of fact, he even stepped into their country, shook the man's hand. Um, but now, you know, I'm watching TV with my kids and I'm like, all right, we're going to go on a podcast. We're going to toss these subjects. And I come across this video here, right? And it came from, um, breaking 911. Okay. And it's the defense secretary. I want you guys to hear this. On the peninsula, we're returning to large scale exercises to strengthen our combined readiness and our ability to fight tonight if necessary. Now, there's more context on it when you watch the whole thing, but essentially, I mean, the words itself, that, that's insane. Are we really going to go to war with North Korea? I want to say most likely not, right? But still, these are alarming claims because the question comes, what if we do? What does that mean for us? We're seeing already the effects of the Russian war uh, in our country, to our in our economy, and to other stuff, even stuff that I'm about to mention um, later in the podcast. And if we're driven, driven into another conflict, it's going to be a whole ordeal. Man, you know what? I wish Doug was on here for this one because this is going to be so much to go over. And it's like, hold on a second. Hey, Doug, we're on the podcast now. You needed to be here because what you have is very important. But we'll talk. I'll answer to your things now. So, guys, that's a message, Doug, there, because I really wish he was on here right now to touch on these topics here. Right. But, Catherine, what do you think, man? This is It's crazy, right? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I honestly, it's just, it doesn't, here's the thing. It just, it doesn't surprise me anymore, especially yeah. like e everything that's been going on for the past two years with this pathetic ass administration, um, that they just absolutely have no idea what the hell they're doing. Um, it just, it doesn't surprise me, but of mm -hmm. course, you know, being a concerned citizen, you know, concerned as to where my taxes are going to be headed concerned that, you know, we would have to land American boots somewhere and get our American men and women killed over what exactly? Like, I, I just personally believe America first. I, I just don't think we should be solving anybody's problems. I think we should stay the hell out of it. Fuck with us. We're going to nuke you. That's it. I, I, I kind of like that, that vibe when Trump <laughs> was in office, that, that was my thing. You fuck with us. We're going to, we're going to wipe you off the face of the earth. And I like that. I like that. Because, you know, that just prevents stupid shit from happening. And we can all live peaceful lives. I don't know. America was thriving when Trump was in office. I mean, and there was peace, but, you know. We, def we definitely didn't I'm have what's going on. I'm a domestic terrorist, so what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's crazy how much things have changed, right? You know, <laughs> this guy becomes president. We're on the verge of multiple wars. A war actually broke out. Now we're on the verge of multiple wars. We're, we're having shortages hitting us left and right. Our economy is not doing very well. Fuel prices are just way up there. The divisiveness in this country is beyond me, man. The way they just come out, you know, I just watched this uh, 
video with Obama the other day talking about fighting, you know, fighting uh, for the election and all this stuff. And I'm just, as I listen to it, I'm like, maybe. the soul of America. Yeah, did you hear that? Okay, so you heard it. And I'm here thinking about that. That's their slogan. That's been their slogan since Biden was getting elected. It's annoying. It's like this whole soul-searching shit. Am I am I reading too much into these things, or are there really like every time they speak when in those manners to me personally, I'm like, dude, it sounds like you want to really pick something with us, and it's like nobody wants that. We just want to live our lives. We just want you to live, leave us alone. Let's stay out of wars and let us let us be productive as a country and do good shit, right? But it's like these people are warmongers. They're starting problems in here. They're starting problems outside of here. They're embedding so much shit, you know, marking us, marking many of us as domestic terrorists over the dumbest shit ever. I mean, it's it's sickening. This is this is just terrible, and it needs to stop. You know, living in Pennsylvania, it's very even. It's even very concerning for me because you guys, you know, it's got DeSantis and all that stuff, right? We have the possibility to have Josh Shapiro as our governor. That's not good. We have the possibility of having John Fetterman as a senator. It's definitely not good. I don't even know how this man is running for Senate and how they're trying to justify justify his, um, oh, my God, his uh, qualification to be uh, Senate after all the stuff he has demonstrated, right? Like, it's insane. It's a very concerning place to be in for, for our country. It really is. <laughs> There's no words to be said. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm just like, I, it's just nothing surprises me anymore. Yo, um, so, so how, how's it going in Pennsylvania, man? Because really, really quick, I want to touch on this. I, I was yeah. seeing a video of, um, what there was a reporter that she went to, to one of the cities in, in Pennsylvania. Oh, and there was like a about. needle exchange. Yeah. Philadelphia, man, I, I haven't really been there much and when i have um you know i go to areas where it's not as bad i mean you you see your rough areas as you drive through there but um i've heard some pretty intense stories right i've heard some like stuff like like what she had described i've heard it from others before seeing that but seeing it from her end, and i forgot what her name is man that that was sad did you see the one she posted today did she post the multiple ones this one you could see somebody actually physically attacking her did you see that one no, the physically attacking her. I didn't see that one, but yeah. So it was um, like a security guard. Yeah. yeah, it was a security guard that hired stuff, and then she was, you know, she was saying this person is taking my property and all that. Um, another looks like a drug user came and just like grabbed her, either grabbed her by the hair or tried to grab her by the hair, and it was just insane, man. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? How is this even allowed? Here? Why is there even a needle exchange there? Nobody's talking about it. Like, you know, and they're clearly trying to cover up because nobody else reporting there. And she went there to actually report on this because it's important for us to know. And what happens, they're literally trying to shut her down. If we could find her content so we could share that video, um, that would be even better. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you outside of that. It's just a mess there. The crime is is horrible. People are getting shot all the time. As a matter of fact, I met the security. The guy we had here, we never posted this video, uh, from 3CP uh, Protection. He was running. Remember, actually, you were there in that episode when he was telling us the story about the accident and when mm-hmm. uh, when he took the girl out the car and she had the gash on her leg and how the cops drove by, just looked at them and didn't do anything and just drove off. Like, shit like that is happening more frequently. No than way. Yeah. It's crazy because this is what I'm hearing from people who actually live there, who live in the hood. And they're like, yo, it's just crazy. The cops are just fed up. And it's hard to, you know, pass blame to them for not doing their job because all the shit that they've been put through. It wasn't fair, right? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, the man. BLM I mean, the BLM bullshit nonsense, which we do have oh, to um, watch that watch that documentary that Kevin oh, yeah. Owens did on the Daily Wire. Did you watch I it? I definitely want to talk about that. I haven't been able to subscribe, but I'm going to do that actually tomorrow. Dude, I tell you what, Daily Wire is coming out with some good stuff. They are. I. That's what I'm saying. Is just I've had no time because I've just been nothing but working. Um, but honestly, I really do want to watch it. Maybe She's we'll part talk of the chain gang, Sunday. y'all. She's part of the <laughs> chain gang, y'all. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, Daily Wire has. Did you watch? Uh, what is a woman? No, I've seen the trailers and I'm oh, dying to go see no. it. I I am considering to get the subscription. I feel like they just didn't have enough content for me to actually subscribe and watch, but I think I'm going to get it because they have some good stuff, man. I watched this movie they had about a, it was a school shooting. It was a sad movie, but it was good. You know, 
Um, I think that was like the first film or one of the first films. It was not bad at all. Jordan Peterson is on there doing a lot of content. Y'all, Jordan Peterson is like the dad, the exam, the dadly exam, <laughs> the fatherly example I never had. I love that dude. You know, so I'm thinking about getting him just to listen to his content. Be like, yes, I'm being mentored. I love but, listening um, to that guy talk. Who, Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Man, he talks about some pretty intense stuff in a very, in a manner that's just like, I don't know, it's just, it's so well put together that just makes you want to listen to more, right? I was listening mm-hmm. to talk, listening him talk today about fatherless homes and the effects of fatherless homes and stuff like that. And I'm just, the whole time I'm thinking like, you just make me want to be a better, even better dad uh, with my kids, you know, which I think every dad should aspire to be a better dad, you know? Um, but that's, that's, that's what it is right now. So Philadelphia, it's a complete mess. And it saddens me because we live in the United States. We shouldn't be having these problems. We shouldn't have needles exchange. That's insane. We shouldn't have fentanyl uh, crises. We shouldn't have crime and, you know, letting people go, which our Senator, well, our guy running, running for Senate, um, is talking about, you know, releasing inmates for prison and, and stuff like that. We shouldn't have none of that. It's it, why are we why are we putting up with this as people? Yo, Philadelphia. Oh wait, and, I tell you, Philadelphia is a beautiful city. It's a beautiful it is. city. I, I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures, and I like the architecture. I just love the northern architecture. It's just very. You guys got to come down fancy. here one day. Well, not you guys got to come up here one day and check out Philadelphia. Yo, so much sure. history here. Yeah, so I much know. history here. I I would love to. I'm well. Here's the thing. Like we're trying to. Um, just just probably like just save a little bit just before we start traveling again because yeah. we just moved so you know just trying to get back from that but i i would really really love to go for sure yeah yeah it's beautiful man you know if um i'm, I'm praying that the elections next week go very well and if they do I hope so I'll definitely, yeah i'll definitely stick around pennsylvania so much i love like the revolutionary war history and it's so rich here in history it's man it's the place to be if you if you're interested in things like that um and just to come here and see like you know um man what's the name of this building i can't think about it at the top of my head but just so much history out here and to really just see where you know things were put together like that that built this country is just it's just to me i get chills when i think about it like i live mm-hmm. next to a mansion uh where supposedly benjamin franklin stayed at okay That's i don't know awesome. if you ever heard of the kite the kite experiment what the kite, the key, and all that stuff. It's like, yeah. So apparently that happened right here where, where we're at. So I was sick. I walked through there. I'm walking my dog and I'm looking out there. I'm like, Benjamin, talk to me. What the hell's going on here? What should we do? <laughs> these people are but, probably rolling in their grave right now. Really quick, something these, that I wanted oh to touch God. on since you were talking about releasing inmates from, from prison. Uh, yeah. So I, I have to look more into what's been going on, but apparently in Brazil, the elections didn't go the way that the Brazilian oh, people geez. wanted that to. So Did you see um, the, the yeah. prisons, there was a video that I saw from the prisons that the inmates were so happy that this guy got elected. Like all of them went happy. Why is it just like a leftist issue that I'm seeing that these people campaign on releasing inmates from prison. That's like a leftist thing. Bro, it's crazy. And they're, these people in Brazil are hitting the streets hard. Did you see the videos yeah, of them like mobbing up? Check this out. Yep, Let's they're see. all protesting. Everybody Dude. in Brazil is protesting. They Dude, don't, they don't believe the this. elections were legit. Check this out. I get chills hearing them chant because that reminds me of times when I lived in Ecuador and the soccer games would go on. And we're all like, ole, 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 ole. That was just mm-hmm. like, Yo, these people are standing up, man. No, They're 100%. I'm just Shit. letting it marinate a little bit because I'm, you know what I've, what I've realized I'm just letting situations marinate a little bit before I speak on them because, dude, the internet is just, is just crazy. It's toxic. (laughs) Yeah, it's super toxic. I just want to let things marinate just to make sure that, like, I have, like, all the facts and everything. But from what I have seen, they're not happy with the election results. And, you know, I could relate. That happened to us in 2020, you know. Um, Nobody wants to talk about it, but, you know, it, it happened. 
Mm-hmm. Call me what you, call me election denier, whatever you want to call me, but I know what the fuck happened. That shit was stolen. I don't care what anybody tells me, and we should have it should have been many, many more Americans gathering like that, just like they Brazil and making a real statement because oh now look where we're at. That's a whole nother conversation. Oh yeah, and really quick, freaking yeah. uh Hillary Clinton. I don't know if you saw a video from her that she's saying, Oh, that the MAGA Republicans are trying to figure out a way to hijack our elections. Wasn't oh, she yeah, the they one saw, that was oh, saying yeah, that we right? had the most secure election in twenty twenty, <laughs> but then later she was she didn't want to concede in the twenty sixteen election? Bro, I don't even know why Bro. they let that woman talk anymore. She should be well, like no, in a listen, resident listen, listen, or something. Look. <laughs> They're smart. They're not dumb. They're very smart. They do this on purpose. They know what they're doing. Oh, for sure. And people are going to eat that shit up and they're going to believe it and they're going to go out there. When 2024 comes in, they're going to be like, they stole the election. They did this. Watch. Mark my words right now. They're going to, if, if Republicans win in 2024, which I'm pretty sure they will, they're going to start claiming and shouting that it was stolen. Just like they did in 2016. Right. You know, but they don't, of course, it's like, uh, what's that saying? Rules for D, but not for me. You know, like oh, for legit, sure. a living embodiment of that. And when we win in 2024, have you seen that meme of Dave Chappelle that like there's a chick and he's just, you know, going like that to her face? Have you seen that one? No, <laughs> no. Dude, no. Okay. So the, so I guess it's like a girl that's like trying to kiss him or something. And then he puts his hand yeah. on her face just to like push her away. That is going to be me with these Dems. When we win 2024, I'm going to be like, bye, bitch. I'm going to live my fucking life. I'm going to turn off the TV. Bye. I'm going to turn it on. Yes. But, uh, but not to hear you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can shut off because, but I'll tell you what, until I know that we're in a better place, even when the Republicans win, I, I said, we got to hold their feet to the fire. Oh, to for sure. sure. To bring us back, you know? For sure. that's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people, not you, I know, I know where you stand, but um, like a lot of people I've met, they're like, oh, Republicans are going to get in, we're going to be good. No, that's not necessarily that's the truth. Not, that's not the case. We you have, have to, to hold, hold them accountable too. <laughs> exactly. You know, like one person I love, man, I'll tell you what, one person I, well, I'm starting to love a lot is uh, everybody knows my boo, right? We know my boo, Tulsi Gabbard. Just saying, just saying. And did you see that video? She came out with the Second Amendment. Yeah, I yeah, well, you showed it to me. Listen, well, so Holmes. These are uh, these are words. Let's make sure that she doesn't have any ties to the World Economic Forum before you continue crushing on so her. So here here's here's what I was gonna say. Um <laughs> despite that I'm like, Yeah, that's my boo there, and I even told my wife that I'm gonna get beat up on it. Um, despite that I say that, you know Careful she cooks your she, food. <laughs> she'll put fentanyl in there. Um bad joke. But uh despite that she said all those good words. And she's surrounding herself with people that I'm like, I respect these people so much. Um, and these people seem to respect her very much. So I'm like, I'm, I'm assuming, okay, maybe the stance is really changing for her. However, mm-hmm. it does not give me enough confidence to say, yes, I'm behind her a hundred percent. Yeah. Right. We, we got to hold her feet to the fire. We got to see the actions back because she has back bills that are anti to wait. But well, that's another conversation that we're going to have with uh, Ethan, who's going to be our guest and I hope you get to make it on there. But besides that, um, Let's get on to our first topic. Yes, this Sunday. Okay. So if you guys are tuning in next week, we're going to have a great episode with another guest. But um, I want to go back. I want to go back to our main objective here is mm-hmm. to talk about those two uh, topics that we were, ta- we were mentioning. Okay. And there's two things, guys. One, Elon Musk has bought Twitter. That's number one right there. And number two is... They are saying that we're going to face a diesel shortage. Um, and what does that mean? Well, it's not good if it's true, but we'll get more into that as well. In the meantime, I want to start off with this Elon Musk stuff because this has been waves. In fact, from what I saw, the White House got fact-checked. Yes. Oh, my God. You saw that? I was so freaking excited. Bro, you know, I was like, finally, how many lies have these people have stated and never get fact-checked, at least from what I've seen? And well, it wasn't the White House happened, only. Like, it was Joe Biden. It was Joe Biden that he got fact-checked on the bottom. I yeah, freaking love it. <laughs> even better, because that's what we need to hold everybody equally accountable, right? And it's crazy, because I'm like, yo, yo, so I went on my Instagram the other day, and uh, there's a section on your Instagram that tells you the status of your account. And pretty well, I don't know if you probably saw that, right? That my account is possibly going to be shut down and closed. Um, yeah, according make to another them. one. I'm going to have to. I'm like, this is crazy, man. So to start seeing this hit them now, well, on Twitter, hopefully it starts happening everywhere else. 
um, is refreshing because, yo, these people spew out lies and they need to get checked as well. Now, if I'm saying something that's wrong, I want to be correct. I don't want to see something that's wrong, right? Yeah. I want to learn what's right. I'm out here looking for information. Um, however, if I say something is wrong, that's right, and you're um, fact-checking me saying that's wrong, like a video I did where it says it's partially fake, which wasn't, that's bullshit. And then you're not going to hold the other people accountable for saying the bullshit they're saying. So it was nice to see that. Then the second thing with Elon Musk going on here, um, he even started a bit of an issue with a lot of conservatives themselves. I don't know if you know that, with his uh, Halloween costume. Did you check that out? No, I, I, I didn't. Oh, you're going to check out the Halloween costume? No, no. Bro, check this out. It's a it was a little odd to me, too. I'm not going to lie. but I wasn't criticizing him as much as others have. So if you see here... Um, oh, okay, okay. Now I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah and then later people were saying now that he's a part of the the satanic rituals and stuff. I mean, let me tell you something, man. It is weird that he has like almost an $8,000 costume with uh, <laughs> with an upside-down cross and... Uh, I mean, it's it's a little far out, but I'm not. Yeah. You know what? Like I told somebody else, I'm like, look, if if Elon Musk is good at anything, well, he's got a lot of things. One of the things he's good at too is being a fucking troll. So yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, so I'm not gonna sit here and say yeah, he's he goes home and he busts out rituals and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, it could just it could just it's still like you know it's something to keep your eye on, but you know it could just be that this guy was just trying to go all out for Halloween. Bro, this Halloween. guy. You this know? guy knows how to bring attention to him. That's for sure. Oh, he's not stupid. He knows. What? It's crazy. Him buying Twitter was like the greatest thing ever. And, man, I tell you what, he probably has like the best tweets ever, too. It's hilarious. No, he does. Um, Actually, it was uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that yes. she made a comment <laughs> on his $8 subscription. She's like, oh, a billionaire that is that is claiming that he's taking over for freedom of speech and he's and he's actually making you pay an $8 subscription plan uh, for that. And then later he's like, okay, well, thank you for your contribution. Start paying the $8. Yeah, here's the $8 <laughs> in the form of an image he shared. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. Wait, and I actually found um oh, hold on. This is actually did you look at the picture I just sent I just showed? Yeah, I did. Eight dollar Starbucks. Thirty minutes. Oh yeah, like the libs will be thirty days, eight dollar check. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thirty minutes and thirty days. Oh my god. Oh my God! What do you think? You think? Do you think this is going to be good for Twitter? Thus far, it seems promising, but you know we got to hold this feet to the fire too, right? So, wh no, what are your course. thoughts thus far on this uh, whole transition? I mean, here, I mean, here's the thing. Like, yeah. I just personally think that it was about time that someone took over Twitter that actually cared for freedom of speech. So, mm. because Twitter, honestly, just went they went haywire. The whole fact-checking thing was just way overboard. Um, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table to change Twitter. I mean, the platform, as we all know, it was full of bots. I oh, think yeah. Elon, yeah, it was. Um, and I think it was Elon's purpose to expose that. When he was in the process, he pointed out that a good percentage of Twitter was bots and that he wanted to pull out. He even tried to counter Sue. Mm. Um, because... Because Twitter was making it sound like all their all their followers are real, or at least yeah. like maybe less than five percent or something was fake, just like any other social media platform. But obviously, it was more than that. Yeah. Um, and and we've seen countless videos of Project Veritas that they have taped undercover um, for the Twitter executives that they were openly admitting that they're actively censoring people whose opinions they don't agree with. And one of the things that he did, which I found interesting as soon as he took over was fire the big wigs at Twitter. Wait, 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 wait. From... you're skipping on an important part. What? He walked in with a sink because remember, let us sink in. Oh my God. I, you know what? But here's the thing. Yeah, I saw don't... those memes and I was like, is that photoshopped or is that no, real? Did, no, so did real? you really see the video? No, I didn't see the video. Oh my God. Keep sharing your points. I'm about to find a video. I'm going to share it with everyone. Because that's, that's, let uh, that sink that's in. historical. I love this it's guy. iconic. He's it's so icon funny. As a matter of fact, here it goes right here. That's an like, iconic video. I can't believe you did not see this. 
this is <laughs> this is history being made. A literal let it sink in. To this guy just loves to troll. My guy bought a whole sink inside. <laughs> Let that sink in. Oh my God. <laughs> I cannot. So I guess after he did that, he did that walk-in, um, he ended up firing the, the CEO of Twitter. So from the CEO of Twitter to the chief of policy, anybody who was responsible for banning accounts and censorship, and then of course also the mismanaging of Twitter, mm. that's basically who he targeted. And the memes were on fire because there were there was a comment um, that a girl made on Twitter saying, you know, I don't know how you can walk in the morning and and look at these people in their faces as you're going to fire them. And mm -hmm. so Elon said, no, you're right. So what I do first is that I go to the coffee station in Twitter. I make myself some coffee. I drink it and then I'm going to fire. That, that's how I do it. Well, he's, he's just, I'm telling you, he's so good at this stuff. L look at his, did you see his bio on Twitter? No. What is it? Twitter complaint hotline operator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is freaking gold. I love this man. So oh, I wanted look. to, yeah, go on. I, I wanted to share something really quick. I actually ended up finding the, um, the tweet of Joe Biden actually getting fact-checked. You see it? Oh, you found it? Yes. Yeah. So it says, so Joe Biden said, July's 0% inflation and last week's booming job report underscore the kind of economy we're building, an economy that works for everyone. On the bottom, it says, readers added context they thought people might want to know. Inflation in July was 8.5%. Mr. Biden is referring to the change in inflation over time. The 8.5 rate did not increase from June. Dude, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm loving this shit. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm like, yes, finally. So this is now happening to these people. And obviously well, well, they don't well, like it. It, it. I've only seen it once. Let's see how, how frequently it happens, right? Yeah, let's see how frequently uh, it happens. Yeah. But I just love the fact that it's starting to happen right now, that the tables have turned. Of course. And I want to see, this, you know, I mean, he just got into Twitter, what? In fact, I don't think he finalized, like, fully finalized it. He stepped in. He's making decisions. I don't know. I yeah, he hasn't, yeah, it's, he's still new to the process. He just got in. Yeah, I mean, so, he, he's just getting stuff done that he wanted to get done. Like for example, yeah. get rid of the bad apples. And oh, actually, yeah, dude, I've been, in, I've been working for, so the companies I've worked in, um, sometimes you have people like consultants or, you know, we'll hire somebody else who, uh, is an executive and they'll come in and they'll, the first thing they're going to do is just assess what's going on. And then they're going to start making the cutbacks they need to make. Right. So, and then from there, that's when the, when the, the, you know, changes are starting to be implemented, um, in order to start meeting whatever goals are placed. And that's what I see that's going on there. He stepped in, he's going to see what's going on. He's going to let go of some people. Um, I wonder, he's going to bring back some people. I believe that Trump was going to be reinstated. Um, I hope Jack Dorsey, is it, no, not Jack Dorsey. Am I saying it right? The guy from uh, Project Veritas. James um, O'Keefe, bro. James yes, Dorsey James was like the, the old CEO of Twitter. <laughs> Complete, complete wrong name I had there first. But um, I wonder if they brought him back or if they have plans to bring him back. They should. He should have never been banned, uh, especially how epic these people are. So, so I mean, I do. So, I do yeah. have actually um, some news on that. So, what you got? He one of the points that he made was to reinstate the band members. So although he's not going to do that before the midterm elections is one of the biggest questions was to reinstate Trump. What Elon commented on that was they had to figure out the rules of Twitter in regards to what even to get banned for, so on and so forth. He also doesn't believe in permanent banning. So yeah. so they just don't know. They're not going to bring him back before the midterm elections, not because of the midterm elections. Um, it's really because he's fairly new to the company and he's trying to of see, course. you know, what what he does. You it's know? a massive company. He's not gonna, he can't just go in and just make all these dire decisions on day one. Yeah, exactly. The no. main thing that he had to do was to get the bad apples out. I know that he was bringing in at least 50, 50 of his employees from Tesla to help mm. him 
run Twitter for a little bit. So I, I'm really excited to see what happens there. Um, but but again, Trump, he did say that he was not returning to Twitter ever, that he's also going to stay on Truth Social Platform. Do you, think, because... do you think he should return? I mean, I think he should. I think so. I, mean, I, think, I, I so. think so too. I think he should. Um, yeah. But I think really the biggest the biggest asset to truth social is having Trump on there, the exclusive, the exclusivity of Trump being on there. So I don't know how, I don't know how they're going to do that, but it, but aside from that, in light of Elon taking over Twitter, there's a mass exodus of the liberals exiting Twitter. And bye. there is it, hell yeah. Bye. Bye Felicia. But here's the thing. So there's a new network that's called Tribell. It's a tribal network. So apparently it says, uh, you know, one of the one of the memes that I did see was, hi, we are actually a platform. Okay. Welcome to the tribal family. We are mm. a smarter, kinder social network that could be used just like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit, but offers so much more. So it's literally a liberal content, like just basically a hate platform. Like they, they act like they act like they're not being hateful, that they're not hateful people, that they're tolerant and all this stuff. But literally, if you go to Tribell and you see all of the feed, it's kind of set up like Twitter. And you could just see them complaining so much about Elon, complaining about Trump, complaining about just everything. And I'm like, yo, y'all are just so whoa, 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 fucking whoa. Right miserable. Here, right here, check this out, check this out. I don't want to create an account. I think it's making me to create an account. I'm not doing it. So guys, what, what I'm about to share, it's a little bit, um, you know, there's some con there's context not on there, but I went to tribal uh, just to see what I see. And the first thing that comes up is this. Again, there's no context to the context to the rest of the message. Bam! Hi all, I'm the founder of Tribal. Elon, oh. Elon Musk and his Trumper fans are spreading lies about Tribal to stop our uh, meteoric, and then it stops right off the bat. Elon Musk and his Trumper fans, like exactly that. That's Omar, what I'm saying. You read nothing up, but hate on there. You read you know nothing but hate on there, dude. I, legit, like that was the very first thing that came up on there. I didn't even heard about Tribal until you mentioned it. Now, I Google them. Say, let me see what it has on it. And bam, look, take a friend with you and vote blue. Uh, good riddance to a live profit network. I hope they get dropped by every service provider. Uh, okay, that's a uh, that's against. Yeah, it looks like it's just like all left-winging people who hate the right legit like that's all i see yeah it's like a giant <laughs> bitch session that is the internet so here's the thing the yeah. memes are fucking killing me bro i'm i'm loving this it's it's just so entertaining sometimes like i i try to not be on social media so much i'm about to get on like, tribal too you do that and you let me know how it goes <laughs> bro i just don't have the time for that but um i do have um, one, this is like one of the guys that I do follow on Instagram. He used to be in the military. He, it's called John Burke Affairs, official. Yeah. So the memes that he was posting is freaking insane. Look at the first one. It says conservatives heading to tribal app to trigger the pronoun people. And he had like the star Wars theme song playing with this shit. <laughs> it was just driving me nuts. And this other one just, I, I cried when I saw this and mind you, the star <laughs> Wars music is playing in the background. And it says conservatives infiltrating the tribal app disguised as angry feminist lesbians. The caption is what kills me. Shh, boys, get those weenies tucked in or you'll give us away. Bro, I'm, I'm fucking dead. Bro, oh, the last one. Legit everything on here is all like anger towards the right. It's hilarious. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And this guy, and this guy's a troll. He loves trolling the left. So he was like posting all these memes. And he put libertarian commandos disguised as Amy Schumer infiltrate the tribal app. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, okay, wow. okay, I'll stop. Wow. Dude, I, I cannot. The memes are <laughs> fucking killing me. So, But like I said, it's just all yeah. about hateful content. So we'll see what happens. I I'm going to closely monitor what's going on in Twitter. I'm really excited to see what Elon Musk is going to bring the table. He's already started off on a good on a good foot, which is firing the people who have been responsible for um, the demise of Twitter, ultimately. Yeah, so. yeah. It's such a huge purchase. I'm excited. I want to go on to, on to the topic number two now um, and discuss that because that's another issue that's going on right now. Well, this first one is, is like a win. So far, it seems like it's going to be a win. So 
Second subject to have here, it's something that's very alarming, something I wanted to bring up because I feel like it's not being talked about much. And I want to hear the thoughts of people on here. Um, I did a, I did some thorough research on it. I wanted to do more. Uh, things got crazy. So, you know, part of, I'm going to share what I have here. And uh, we can share opinions here and just really keep track of this. Now, where is it at? Topic number two. Okay, cool. So an issue that we're facing, this is something I heard from Fox News. I don't watch Fox News, but it came up on my TV, like on my TV as a short clip. Um, Tucker Carlson talking about a diesel shortage that we're run, we're going to run out of diesel in the next couple of days. And as soon as I heard 25 that, days, I think it was from the moment it was set. So I think that puts us about like right after Thanksgiving. Um, so right around the corner, not very far at all. And I'm like, wait, running out of diesel right after Thanksgiving. I don't hear nothing on the news about this. There's no panic about this. Is this really something happening or is this just fear mongering? I like Tucker Carlson, but you know, media is media. Uh, yeah. and the reason why is because we get, you know, when it comes to diesel, it's something on the play about, man. If we run out of diesel, we're going to face so many issues in this country. That's going to be, it's going to be horrendous, right? So according to Tucker Carlson, uh, Fox News, I took this off an article. Guys, all links to the articles are going to be on the description of the video. It says the White House banned Russian oil. According to Tucker Carlson, sorry, let me start that again. <laughs> The White House banned Russian oil, natural gas, and coal. It was our moral duty. Then at the same time, the Biden administration crushed domestic oil production here by canceling oil and gas leases. And then, as if that wasn't enough, the Biden administration sold a piece of our strategic petroleum reserve, maybe this country's most important resource to China. None of this hurt Putin in any way. All of it impoverishes the United States. Now, if you refer to down in the article, it says this. According to data from the Energy Information Administration, by the Monday of Thanksgiving week, that's 25 days from when the article was published, guys, there will be no more diesel while everything was done. So what does that mean? Well, think about it this way, right? Diesel fuel inventories in the U.S. are already at their lowest level since 2008, right when the country is approaching high demand season. If this really does happen, and nothing's done about this. Soon. What what does that mean for us? So for the average citizens? Well, think about this. E-commerce is going to be frozen. Uh, trucks, boats, trains are all going to be stuck. Uh, pr- you know, consumer prices are going to go up. Some think about your groceries, uh, gas prices, things you see, anything you see on the shelf that's delivered by trucks or any means of transportation like that, delivery transportation like that. Um, it's going to be a problem. The a diesel shortage is something we definitely do not want. People are going to be very cold during the winter, too, because there's not going to be heating oil, which is that's also what I've heard. Um, so cold winters for many. I know for Europe, for sure, they're going to have they're going to have a pretty cold winter. It's going to suck very bad, and people are going to lose their lives over it, from what I've heard and seen, right? And it's a very scary thought. But then, again, it comes down to this. Is this something that's really going to happen, or is this just more fear-mongering? Because, Catherine, you know already, like, we've followed enough stuff to know that, you know, both sides will spew out information that's just going to spread fear. Now, it sucks because this scenario is something not to take very lightly whatsoever. It's, we have to take this serious, right? So, <laughs> according to Mansfield Energy, the oil industry is a complex and it can be hard for the average person to understand how it operates. If I'm being quite honest, it's hard for me to understand it. I'm just starting to learn about this as I'm learning uh, the whole diesel shortage situation. This is especially true when it comes to understanding the current diesel supply shortage, high prices, and oil company profitability. This comes from an from an article on their website titled um, "Current." Which, sorry. Okay, curing misinformation: the truth about diesel supply, high prices, and oil companies. Again, guys, the link is going to be on the video. Um, let me play the video here that goes a little bit further detail into into this. So just bear with me. We'll pop this up. Okay. So this video is Michael Manfield, the CEO of the company that wrote the, the article published. Um, perfect. Can you guys see my screen? Yes, you can. All right, cool. If you can hear this, let me know, please. Michael Mansfield hears all of this rhetoric, and he's been in the business, the family business, as CEO of Mansfield Oil and Energy. Can you hear that? It's a little low, but I can okay. hear it. Good. It's probably because of my speakers. Since the, the funding of the state, the state says, uh, 
Michael, do you resent in people in your business of all aspects, from the people that deliver the oil to the people that pump the gas, of being vilified like this? Well, I think there's a lot of misinformation about uh, this industry works and uh, you know, where where profits are created or not created. Uh, I do think this industry does an extraordinary job. It's very innovative in trying to keep the country supply. You know, we're always uh, right. working to educate, you know, educate customers in particular about our industry. The, uh, the information that we recently sent out about these supply issues, particularly on the East Coast, now it's crazy because you guys you guys hear what he's saying right like you know covering the misinformation what they're referring to is uh you know how a lot of times they're you you'll hear how these companies are just banking huge profits larger than ever before and like making it seem like the oil companies are the ones like dictating the price of the fuel right mm -hmm. and it's more intricate than that there's so much more to it and i'm learning this myself so then when the president says you know these oil companies we're going to tell them to lower the price we're going to tell them to this well yeah no no <laughs> it's just it, he, he's an idiot he doesn't know i mean and, one of the things that i did yeah. read actually about about the pricing issue but this is this is what i took away from it Think about, you remember the the food plants and like, for example, the farms and all that stuff, like the cows dying, uh, yeah. random food plants getting oh, burned down. Stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this is another one of those situations. And I'll explain why I think that. Because I saw a website that's called Truck Bin, that they're in the business of buying trucks from mm. what I've been reading. And what they were saying was that the oil companies... Basically, the prices, they fluctuate, and it takes 18 days sometimes for the barrels to get where it needs to go. And within that time, they could lose the price on it. I mean, yeah. they, could lose, they could lose, you know, revenue. And so obviously, like, bringing the price down is not going to mm. help them because then later they're just going to hit negatives. So yeah. that's, why, that's why some of them, they're even not supplying, they're not sending their stuff out as far as they used to because of that reason. And that's why some some areas are seeing more shortage than others. But one of the things that I did see about the website was that, oh, so, um, that they think that truckers should get out of the business altogether or they should work for another company. And I'm just like, so you make money from getting trucks and you're saying that truckers should get out of the business altogether. I mean, you do know that they're the ones who supply our food, who just basically are responsible for distributing the abundance in this fucking country you know i just feel like that's just one of those other things like aside from the food plants aside from everything else just miraculously burning down and dying it's like okay you're just actively contributing to the destruction of america by 100%. you know supplies 100 percent. i mean you, look i i believe all this is deliberate i don't think this is by accident i don't think it's just happening it's intentional it's happening. there's too I mean, many things you know, happening at the same time yeah, like, you know, there's more things I want to touch on here, but let's roll back to, you know, the debates with, with uh, I was going to say Obama, oh my God, uh, <laughs> with uh, Trump and Biden. When they were talking about the mm -hmm. oil company, how, you know, Biden was pretty much attacking the oil companies, talking about he's, what was it that he said word for word? I don't want to say because I don't want to misquote what he said, but guys, you guys can research, you guys can search this up yourself. So he's no friend of the oil industry, period. He's made that very clear. So all this right here could be all part of them to take us all to that green energy stuff. And it's not sustainable. It's not good. This it's right not. here is just going to cause so much, so many issues in people's lives. And it's going to be very difficult. This happens, let's say it does happen, because I've read other places where they're saying it won't happen till next year. So there's like back and forth from what I'm seeing. But they all seem to point in the same direction that it's going to happen. So whether it happens now, whether it happens later, I don't know. What I do know. It's going to be very, 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 very dangerous if this does happen. Simple as that. Very dangerous. 
And now, when it comes to oil prices and stuff like that, I mean, there's so many, like we said, like some of the stuff you mentioned right now, that affects the pricing here, actually, if I have notes here. Um, he was saying, Mike was saying, our refining capacity in the U.S. is about 1 million barrels a day. Um, I think I misquoted that. I think it was a million 300 barrels a day um, of less capacity. Uh, the product is not available as it once was, so we have to import more and pay higher prices. If they have to pay higher prices. What do you think is going to happen to us? Yeah, in fact, this week, I'm looking at these gas prices. I don't know how it is down in Florida. Guys, you tell me how it is wherever you're at. But um, this week alone, gas prices have gone up. I was paying 365 in my area for gas, and now gas is 399 It's already going to go over $4 again at this rate, like from one day to another, right? Groceries, man. I went to the grocery stores. Eggs are up like another dollar. You know, amongst other stuff. Yeah, my Swiffer it, that I normally use to clean my house it was five forty nine. Now it's six forty nine. It's ridiculous. Gas prices, though, they've, yeah, so, they've uh, fluctuated so a little bit. It's it's the same. It's between like three fifty and and three ninety nine. Oh, I need to be over there. Here it went up to three ninety nine. <laughs> um, I haven't seen. I think the cheapest is like three in three eighties. Uh, but it was lower than that. So now it's going up again, right? Um. So now that's, you know, again, grocery, Swiffer, all that consumer goods all going up. So what does that mean for people? If you can't afford groceries, what are you going to do? I know for me, I mean, I've never hunted before, but I've, I'm building a good community of people out here. And, you know, I've, I've had my things to be able to do what I need to do. If God forbid, I need to, you know, if there's other means to me, having to bring food to our table. But many others are not in that situation. Many others are going to be left, just left. That's, that's it, right? Now, uh, where's it at? Okay, yeah, so since... Pick up back on where I left off. Since 2019, seven U.S. refineries have been shut down production, reducing U.S. fuel production by 40 million gallons per day and burdening the remaining refineries uh, to meet demand. Reasons refineries take production offline include maintenance issues, natural disasters such as fires or hurricanes, or low and negative profitability. All of these factors include refinery outages, supply and demand, and extreme uh, backwardation, I don't know if I said that right, uh, that we are seeing today cause fuel prices to fluctuate. So there's many factors that go to it. It's not just as simple as we're going to tell the oil companies to lower their prices. It doesn't work like that, right? There's many mm -hmm. different factors on it. Matter of fact, reading this, Guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know Biden doesn't have direct, like a direct, like say, lower or raise prices. I, I know that part. However, policies and all this stuff do have an influence on the prices of gas. So bad policy is going to raise the prices of all this stuff. It's a given. Based on the facts of what I'm seeing here. Now, I'm again, if you guys have more information or I need to be educated on school on this, please, I'm, I want to know. Because this is something that, to me, is very, very um, concerning, right? And then uh, what drives the cost of fuel? Well, it's not the oil and gas industry that raises it, which we mentioned. Uh, according to the article, the prices are set by global marketplace. According to the NRCAN, which, again, the article is in the description, oil is traded globally and can move from one market to another easily by ship, pipeline, and barge. As a result, the supply-demand balance determines the price of crude oil around the world. So guys, I just give you a run of what determines the prices there, not what these people, what people are saying. Um, as a matter of fact, from what I'm even understanding, this is going to probably bother people on the right. Um, and I'm learning myself, guys. So I'm figuring this out. Don't crucify me for this. But the whole Keystone XL pipeline really doesn't have an effect on this, from what I'm understanding thus far, um, on the prices. But there are many other things that do – there are other factors that are in play that do have an effect on this that needs to, like, end now. Because if we don't, man, I mean, it's a very big concern. Again, if we're – so many people have become so dependent, heavily dependent. And I mean, we live comfortably. It's hard not to, right? That your groceries mm -hmm. are easily accessible. You know, I was thinking about the other day. I'm like, I took light for granted. You know, I always thought light was just on, pay a bill, we're good to go. But never really to put my mind to it that there's a whole power grid that's behind it. That if it gets shut down, we're going to go back to the Middle Ages. You know, I think about water. I'm like, water comes down the pipes. I drink it, put ice on it, I filter it, put ice and drink it. Really don't take in consideration. There's there's a process that gets that water to us, and if that is affected in any negative way, that's going to ultimately hurt us. Matter of fact, there was a city or a state uh, out more Midwest that uh, had contamination in the water, and the National Guard had to go up there and help because people couldn't have drinking water. We take it for granted. Imagine just you waking up one day, and the wa your water is just, you can't drink your water. As a matter of fact, I want you guys to think oh. about this. Let me put this in perspective. Imagine waking up one day, and... 
you know, you go to the sink, there's no water. You're like, what's going on? The water must be go out, must be out. Or even before that, you go turn on the lights. It's like the lights is not on, the water's not on. Now this is like extreme worst case scenario, but it can happen. We can't rule these things out. You're like, holy shit, oh, man. Okay, I'm late for work. I'll figure this out later. It might be an, an hour to just going on. Get in your car, get on. You notice your gas tank is not very, you know, it's kind of like you need to go get gas. You go to the gas station, lines across the gas station, gas is running out. What are you going to do? Are you just going to live there helplessly? See, no. when I'm reading this here, it puts things in more perspective for me. Because I'm like, yo, you know what? All these preppers that we saw on TV that I thought were nutty, bro, they were onto something, man. They were onto something. Because if some shit happens, they're going to be chilling. We're going to be asking them for their help. Exactly. So now is that, that's that's what I kept saying, like for the past few episodes, it's great to make friends with farmers right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Friends with farmers, friends with people who are, you know, who have resources you don't have. And just, you know, just have that network, that community. Actually, I see a lot of these people in like the prepper world and whatnot. They're talking about different communities that they, they implement themselves and have plans. I'm like, you know. All that stuff seems crazy. Like, why you live your life in fear? But the truth is, is if we've seen anything from 2022 to now, it's just, yo, things could just happen overnight, literally, mm -hmm. right? So at that point, you know, it's not a bad idea. Best case scenario, you're living your life. You're building for a beautiful future. You have stuff at home. God forbid anything ever happens. You're good to go. Worst case scenario, shit happens. Well, you know, you're going to be more well-equipped than many others. So that's a game. So guys, I'm still going to keep a close eye on the whole oil and diesel industry. If you guys are hearing this, I didn't get to much, much further details on it again, because I didn't get to dive in that crazy on it, but there's so much more into it. So whether it's going to happen or not, I don't know. I can't say yes. I can't say no. What I can say is the smart thing to do is don't live Just your life. Just prepare in fear, for the worst. But prepare for the worst. Correct. That's the best thing you can do. Nothing happens, then whatever, man. <laughs> you got uh, you, hey. house you need. <laughs> That's it. But guys, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. We've uh, we've gained a little support here. Still a little small podcast. So, guys, share the show. If you believe we give bring you value, share it. If you don't, uh, we'll get better. <laughs> so, thank you so much, and take care. Oh! Oh!